Can the NFL get any more exciting than the final four weeks leading up to the playoffs? Ah, it actually can. If you have a little bit of something-something on the games you know are going to go your way. MyBookie.ag is the place to wager. Next week, we've got UFC as well. Three big championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated. Wager on them safely at mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to have a little extra something on the game, it can only be 5 to 10 15 20 bucks, or more than that. It doesn't matter. Mybookie.ag is the place to play. They've got more lines and better odds for the player, that's you, than just about any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus money. All you have to do is use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ZABE to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, they say there are lies, damn lies, and then there's statistics. Well, that's true when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a lot of ways to cut that numerical cake. The Young Guns are in my hotel room tonight, Josh and Git. We talk about a lot of different things. All that plus Dabo Swinney body bags, the mouth from the south. Your bonus daily dose of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. (laughs) Here we go. Thursday, December 5th, 2019. Thank you for downloading. You are looking live at my remote broadcast setup here in my hotel room in an undisclosed hotel in the greater Milwaukee Metroplex. It's the Ritz Carlton. It's the Four Seasons, of course. Only the finest for yours truly at 97.3 The Game. Just kidding. Um, And this is a really slick setup. I traveled with my Rodecaster Pro. Uh, which is the little podcast unit, Roadcaster? No, the ro- the pot Roadcaster Podcast Pro, whatever they call it. It's the little miniature podcast setup. Very slick for other podcasters out there. I have two pieces of advice: one, buy this piece of equipment, and then quit. Okay, because nobody cares about your fucking podcast. But if you were to podcast, you should buy this piece of equipment: Roadcaster Pro Podcast, whatever it's called. That's number one. Number two, I brought my Comrex access unit, which is very expensive, industry standard to get on remote locations, upload via uh, the Cradle Point access router, which I got from Bond Broadcasting down in the south. Thank you, uh, Josh, uh, for that. Uh, I don't thank him. I'm paying for it, but it works great. Works over the cellular 4G network, and I, uh, I did the show Wednesday like nobody knew I was anywhere other than sitting in studio with Scott Lynn. You going to be on tomorrow? No, I'm taking tomorrow off and Friday because I got shit to do here, and I'm excited to do it. And when I say shit, I mean exciting shit, fun shit. But next week, when you hear me and you go, God, it sounds like Zabin's in studio with, uh, with uh, you know, Solly and Scott, answer is no, I'm not. I'm in my hotel room, and I am probably Donald Ducking it. So you need to know that. Uh, come on in. Would you let the TV person in? Thank you, lackeys. This is like an episode of Entourage. It's hilarious. Getter and Josh are here. TV does not work, and so they're going to try to troubleshoot the TV as we speak. Oh, good. Hey, hi, guys. Keep just Don't worry about me. I'm just doing a little podcast. No big deal. Anyhow, so um, my travel here was amazingly perfect in that – I got on, so I, I, I told you my travel plans yesterday, right? I arrived like dead on time at just about 1.15 in the afternoon. And I was just like, Southwest Airlines, you guys are the best. I love it. And uh, Josh was kind enough to pick up my car and just you know swing it out in front. And I jumped into that. Didn't wait for my bag. Josh did. He switched out the cars. And next thing you know, uh, I was at my hotel with plenty of time to set up and be on the air at 4 o'clock. It was the perfect travel that almost turned into a disaster at the beginning. Here's why. As I go to use the Skycap at Baltimore, Washington International Airport, and I still do that, even though I know you're like, are you still paying for a Skycap outside? Why? 
Why? Because I like the service. I like the extra amenity of, hey, here, here's my bag. Just check it in for me. I don't want to go through the computer, touch the screen. What's your uh, itinerary? What's your number? Blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. Just take my bag. Here, here's five bucks. I don't want Skycaps to go away, so I always use a Skycap whenever possible. That's number one. Uh, so I use the guy, and I tip him five bucks, which I thought was a good tip for just a single bag. And I'm all happy, he's happy, and I then go trundle off to the TSA line. And of course, it's over way down at the other end of the terminal because they didn't have them both open, but okay, whatever. I get to the uh, front of the line, I'm looking in my wallet, and I'm like, oh shit, where is my driver's license? Can't find it. And I'm like, I can't believe it, I left it back there with the sky cap. And I instantly got pissed, like, how did that guy not make sure... He put the driver's license on my boarding pass when I left. And the whole time I was pissed off at him because I'm thinking, this is his fault. Well, as I'm starting to walk back, who comes ambling towards me, well away from his skycap station, and a good couple hundred yards inside the terminal, my skycap with my ID in hand. And I was very appreciative because I didn't want to walk all the way back there. But it dawned on me at that moment as I was kind of pissed off and I was waiting for him to say sorry. And he didn't say sorry, but he did sort of give me like a a pat or a a handshake. And I thought, that asshole didn't say sorry. Fuck him. And then I thought, wait a minute. This actually is probably my fault. I'm responsible for gathering my shit. I should stand there and say, okay, here's my ID. Here's where I'm traveling. Okay, boarding pass, ticket for my bags, and yes, yes my ID. I got it. I'm good to go. Didn't do that. Anyway, he came, got me, all turned out well. Everything worked out just perfectly. Okay. On the uh, quarterbacking front, this is interesting. Dwayne Haskins on Sunday for the Redskins and the win over the Panthers was 13 for 25, I want to say, just over 50%. No touchdowns, no INTs, only 147 yards passing, I think. And he also took five sacks. That is, by most traditional measures, a bad game. Well, Pro Football Focus, which is based out of, I think, Cincinnati, it's owned by Chris Collinsworth. He's got a staff of people on there that evaluate game tape, and they give grades to players. They do the best job they can based on what they have, but they're not coaches. I don't think most of them are coaches, right? They're just guys that evaluate film, and I don't know their whole backgrounds. Pro Football Focus rated Haskins as the second-best passer on Sunday behind only Deshaun Watson of the Texans. A claim to which I said, really? Now, their explanation, Steve Palazzolo, who was one of their senior guys, said, uh, well, he had a couple balls that were dropped, and and our system only evaluates the, the player on the job he does. It does not evaluate on the overall outcome of the play. So in other words, they kind of counted a couple of passes as those would have been complete, that might have been a touchdown. He actually had a better day than you think. Okay, but here's the problem. They rated Haskins better on Sunday than Aaron Rodgers, who had a four-touchdown day and was 22 of 33. I, I don't believe in any system that could be that far off. Meanwhile, ESPN uses something called Total QBR. And Total QBR is different in that it also takes into account sacks. And I believe that they have some ex-quarterbacks that work for ESPN that do some of the evaluating. And if you're counting on Total QBR for Haskins, it's it's not good. It is way down there in terms of uh, his number. It's like at a 14 level, which is at Jimmy Clausen range. It's at John Beck range when he was a Dolphin in 07. He doesn't quite have enough attempts to qualify, but he will soon. And if he doesn't get hot, ESPN's total QBR is going to have him very low. Right now, pro football focus, they've got him at 11th in the NFL through four starts. 11th. Aaron Rodgers is 24th. I'm not sure I can buy into any system that has that wide of a disparity between Rodgers and underneath and Haskins at 11, but it's just something to think about. If you want to read more on the piece, Neil Greenberg in the Washington Post has it. Uh, if you don't subscribe, you should subscribe. Neil does a good job. Post Support Inspection does a good job. Check it out.
All right, now for the knuckleheads who have invaded my hotel room. Can the NFL get any more exciting than the final four weeks leading up to the playoffs? Ah, it actually can. If you have a little bit of something-something on the games you know are going to go your way. MyBookie.ag is the place to wager. Next week, we've got UFC as well. Three big championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated. Wager on them safely at mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to have a little extra something on the game, it can only be 5 to 10 15 20 bucks, or more than that. It doesn't matter. Mybookie.ag is the place to play. They've got more lines and better odds for the player, that's you, than just about any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus money. All you have to do is use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ZABE to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. This all started from my... My other nephew, uh, who is a senior, coming up to be a senior in college at CNU. He's a junior this year. And he's going to be a, he wants to be a history teacher. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Why would you want to do I'm that? I'm sorry. That is the incorrect answer. <laughs> he loves history, though. Yeah, that's fine. You can love it. You just aren't going to get paid to do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what he says. He says, I understand that I am choosing a life of poverty. You might as well be a radio producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, it, well, here's the thing. So he's talking about it like, I'm making these big decisions in life. And that's when I laughed and I go, you're not making shit decisions. Like, you think these are big decisions? You haven't made a big decision. You're not going to make a big decision until at least you decide to get married. So he's 20 and he's saying he's making big decisions? Yeah, because he feels like this is my major, this is what I'm going to be. And I had to explain to him, I go, man, you can go do, you can go major in this, go teach history, realize shit, ain't no money in this, and then get out of it yeah. and go do something else. I'm like, you, your, your life is still a huge unwritten book in front of you. But isn't it all relative? Yes, and I said... I said, you're not wrong for thinking you're making a big decision because in your mind, you've only lived 20 years. Right. It's been 20 years for me since we started going to Zay Vegas, Gitter and I. So it's like, that seems like it <laughs> went by in a blink. That The 20 years that he's lived his whole life is less than half of my life. So in his defense, that probably is the biggest decision he's made in his yes. life up until this yes. point. I'm not saying he shouldn't think he's making big decisions. He sure. should think that. It's all relative. But I'm here to tell right. him he ain't making any big decisions at all. In in my opinion, the only big decision, the truly only big decision in life, unless it's something illegal, because then <laughs> because then you're not going to have a That's choice to make decision. the next decision, is having a child. People go, well, what about if you get married? Oh, yeah. You get divorced. Right. Once you have a kid, oh, you're in. You have the kid. Now you have the kid. You <laughs> and, can't unhave the kid. <laughs> and trust me, that the courts like to legally keep you bound to your obligations. Right. As long to as that humanly kid. You buy a possible. house, you can sell the house. <laughs> right. You get a job, you can get a different job. Yeah. You can't you, just leave the kid on the doorstep somewhere and say, no. "Sorry, can't return it like a Sony A7R3." You know. Oh, like, I don't need this anymore. Is that an assault it rifle? It's not like it? you're going to find no. Baby Yoda no, and just no. like, no, I'm going to take him somewhere else. No. I think I, I, think I jokingly said to uh, my nephew, I go, now chopping your dick off, that's a big life decision. <laughs> that's actually, so we've said Because those are hard those to are the reattach. Two. And I think that's what led into the whole gender reassignment discussion. Oh, good, good. And then it gets into, you know, hormone therapy and what age and, you know, and then then we were deep in the weeds. Question? And then then I was like... How do you back out of that conversation? Here's how I backed out of it. So, what do you want for dessert? No, I go... Man, the Nationals were clutch in the World Series, weren't yeah, they? How about that Rendon? I tell you what, man, they were really good. Oh, Strasburg's so huh? good. <laughs> okay, anyway, back to the cutting Baby off of the shark. penis thing. Yes, sir. So do we know at this point, is it possible, has technology come to uh, a point yes. to yes. where you can... They can be reattached and they can function decently. Okay, if, so that's if, if, if Yeah, but you got to keep the penis fresh. 
Well, but for uh, best results, well, sure. if you're going to reattach. So can it. you but, put it in a the freezer then and just hold on to it to be no. like to, as your backup in case? Yeah, you keep do your penis youthful. I, again, I'm not an expert in this, but I did watch the John Wayne Bobbitt <laughs> special, so I know a little bit about it. Well, the, the you reason- need to, you need to keep it on ice. Yeah. And then get it back on as quickly as possible. You can't just put it in a Ziploc, write down the date, date chopped off, and then right. put it in the freezer with your lasagna, and then pull so, it out like leftovers. So there's right. no penis review videos like you watch camera review videos on YouTube that you're aware no. of. No, that's okay. a different website. Because <laughs> I was going to say, so then we have two. Two big life decisions, cutting off your penis and having a child. But if you can reattach the penis... Then it's back down to just having the child. Honestly, cutting your dick off is less of a commitment than a child. Well, especially if you can reattach it. Right. If you can't reattach it, then I'd say it's the same. Because you can't go back on that decision. At the end of the day, you can function without your penis. So, I mean, it's not really... Well, well, I mean, your life would suck as a guy who likes having a penis... And doing all these penis things with it. Yeah. But let me tell you, from a financial obligation standpoint. Yeah. Not having a penis. Nothing, nothing to worry about at that oh. point. You're, you're saving money without a penis. Right. Yeah. With a kid, it's the money's flying out the window. Right. So you guys are uh, younger than me, and you've got children that are just in that wonderful childlike stage. And all I can say to you as advice is whatever you need to buy them, don't buy them that. You'll regret buying them all this shit later on. You'll get to be 52 and you'll look around your house going, why'd I buy this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toys, Legos, right. plastic shit. You know, you resist know, the urge as best you can. My kids. Get or can't help it. He's got a trampoline outside well, now. Okay, but that's his fault. He's got. <laughs> no, that is not my yes, fault. Yes, it is. You have <laughs> millions have and billions of dollars. <laughs> other than, hey, you need to put that trampoline up and then take it down. That's the only say I had in the trampoline acquisition. Right. You're not going to be able to tell your kids, sorry, sweetie, we can't get that when you have a gold-plated bathroom. They're going to call your bluff. They're going to be like, yes, we can. They don't understand the value of gold yet. They're nine and That's seven. That's true. That's true. Or almost nine and you, seven. Uh, you didn't see Gitter's old house. I didn't. You have, no. have you seen the new house? Also, no. Okay, we need to fix that, and we need to get Saturday Gitter to night, your house. Saturday for the Badger game. Busy, yeah. sorry. Oh, there you go. That See? was really quick right there. Yeah, I, got I know. Yeah, that yeah. is. Wash yeah. your hair. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gitter's old house. Was Actually going to a swingers party. So. Nice. Gitter's old house was a very nice but humble dwelling. Mm-hmm. It was not fancy at all. It put on no airs. It was a wonderful, nice, functional place to live. And it was part of their family heritage sure. over yep. there in Hubertus. Yes, of course. It was a bing. It was a one, two, Hubertus. three, bing, yep. bang, boom. Getter, his mom, his brother. And one. my aunt and uncle. On it. So we had four in a row, actually. Right, four in a row. You right guys on had the, the whole lot. Yeah. Yep. But he got out of that hellhole, finally, because <laughs> he got into radio and he got a lot of money from this radio yeah, deal. exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Josh thank how you, much I he heart. paid. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> We're in the money. Yeah. La, 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 la. All right, let's, uh, let's get to some topics here. I've been uh, starring. topics ready to go. Well, right? I got things that I've, uh, this is going to just be very scrolling through my, uh, timeline on twitter to talk about we have beer where's your beer josh it's over there can i just point out really quick my three-year-old when i called him because i wasn't going to see him uh when i was on my way here said and i quote dada do you see the moon and i said yes buddy i do see the moon Mm -hmm. and he said you can't eat the moon (laughs) yeah i said uh, that's accurate that's also true that that does so that checks out by the way so are you saying he was indirectly calling you fat I think so. Okay. Oh. Yeah. What? I know. What? But I don't think he understands that that's a bad thing. <laughs> Not yet. All right, right. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, this Sunday, we'll be at Lambeau Field, uh, the three of us, with our uh, wonderful title sponsor, the Darrow Group and Mike Darrow. Uh, and we're going to be in a suite, which is great, but we're it's also going to be out tailgating. And the game is at noon local time. It's mm-hmm. Redskins Packers. Did you know? That the game is going to pit the two teams with the fewest punt return yards this season. The Redskins are in second to last place with just 90 return yards oh, all year. The Packers are way behind them. The Packers are at minus 
eight. Yeah, oh, so they, they got four back last Sunday? Uh, three, three, I think. They, they were three. at 11. I we thought f- they were at 12. We forgot, to, 12. we forgot to chronicle this. I said yeah. this is a fight to find 12 yards, so they end up at least one yard yeah, so in it was, the plus. They're minus 11, so they're minus eight. So this is... This is a four-game race to find eleven yards fucking yards. The team ahead of them in punt return yardage. That's embarrassing, and they haven't fired the special teams coach yet. No, we fired Ron Zook to bring in. Oh God, who is this? Who is the teams current coach special now? teams coach? Uh, Craig Thompson. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Actually, no, it was Bert uh, Blicktar, I believe is his name. Yeah, Blicktar. Blicktar, like no. from Star <laughs> Trek. Blicktar, sounds like a planet. Bar- Bart Blicktar. I am from Blicktar, moon of Saturn. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no, you should so get fired with negative eight it's punt Sean. return yards. Oh man, like, I gotta think. It's Sean something. Right, Who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> uh, Sterling Brown of of our Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah is not going to settle in his police brutality case that drew national attention for when he went out late at night to go pop into a local uh, convenience store. Actually, it was a Walgreens. 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 Parked his car kind of haphazardly across a couple, you know, lines of parking space. Well, I think he he hit a a, a handicap spot was part of the issue, I believe. Police rolled up on him. They got to jibber jabbering back and forth mm-hmm. and next thing you know he's getting tased into submission yes over a late night parking job at a walgreens where the parking lot was empty yes not good police work no no no, no. and I, actually i was talking about this with ted davis the other day and he's like yeah both sides were in the wrong obviously the- whoa 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 ted davis said that yes but now who's ted davis now, you know here? to say that now puts you at risk of being no, clearly, canceled. clearly the police overreacted. Oh, to yeah. the situation, right? And and but he's like Sterling's just holding out, you know, because he's obviously thinking, and his his lawyer's probably telling him this that there's a good chance you're going to get more money. So yeah, just we're not taking the four hundred thousand that. I oh, is that they're what offered. they were offered? Yes. Yeah, uh, I would ask for more than that as well. hundred percent. Yeah. Who has to pay that though? Us. I would assume Taxpayers? there's insurance with, who knows? But I got to pass a hat. There's a, so make yeah. sure you drop some in. Yeah, great. Yeah. And don't your don't do your usually thing where you take someone else's money out and then go, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, you put see? it back in. Yeah, no, I, yeah. that was yeah. my donation. Yep. Yeah. Um, get this: the 49ers have suspended their color analyst for their oh, radio boy. team, Tim Ryan, because he said during the game against Baltimore, Lamar Jackson has an advantage due to dark skin color with Are a dark you? football. Kidding me. It's not as bad as it sounds in the headline, though. Let me read the full comments. This was on his <laughs> weekly segment with KNBR's Murph and so Mac. it's not as bad as it sounds. Yeah, okay. I want to know how this isn't how as bad. How does this get better? That's why. <laughs> Talking about the zone read type of offense, said Tim Ryan, he's really good at that fake, Lamar Jackson, but when you consider his dark skin color with a dark football and a dark uniform, you couldn't see that thing. I mean, you literally couldn't see when he was in and out of the mesh point if you're a half step slow on him. In terms of your vision, forget about it. He's out of the gate. So is it more the relative color of the football to the jersey? drinking during the podcast, man? No, it's a a soda. Soda. Okay. Sparkling water. Um. you can't say anything about skin color, right? I I I I I don't see any so malice in it. But they and they suspended him one game. He could have been fired, you know, depending on how the mob wants to react here. But okay, but so what if you reverse that and say, well, it's a lot easier to pick up the football on Jimmy Garoppolo because he's white and his jersey is red. Again, the the commenters are like, this plays into the negative, bigoted stereotypes about black quarterbacks, even though we are awash in black quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay. They're all over the place, and they're the best-selling jerseys in the league, and they're the most celebrated players by black kids and white kids alike. And right. Lamar Jackson is the favorite to win the NFL MVP, exactly. according to the Oddsmakers that's, that's the big thing, is that I... I could go and tell you a hundred things great about Lamar Jackson and why he's doing X, Y, Z. You don't need to play that card with him. Agreed. That's yeah. just being lazy. Yeah. 
Ryan is known for his baritone voice and enthusiastic broadcasting. Former linebacker Deep played voice four like years, this. four seasons for the Bears. Worked as a Fox TV analyst covering NFL games. Okay, blah blah blah. I knew I'd recognize the name. On Monday, Tim he spent, Ryan, the most basic name you mm-hmm. recognize. Yeah. Oh yeah, Bill Smith. Yeah. On Monday, he spent most of the 22-minute segment breaking down Sunday's game and complimented the Ravens and Jackson's play. One game. Dr. Harry Edwards, sociologist, longtime civil rights activist, and Niners consultant, listened to the clip. Was particularly troubled that Ryan's comments perpetuated the bigotry involving black players yeah. and particularly the celebrated quarterback position. He did say, I know Tim, and he's not of maleficent mind relative to these types of issues, but of course, that does not mean that he gets or should get a pass regarding his comments. Well, okay. I don't even go there on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. thoughts and prayers there. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Chris Pratt apologizes this for posing with a single-use plastic water bottle. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Do, do Josh and I have to apologize for drinking out of an aluminum can right now? <laughs> I apologize for farting in the elevator when <laughs> no, we got done should. with our wings. Now, hold on a minute. Wrong. That you should apologize for. I And I just did. In Here's, your defense, there was a fan in the elevator. Do not that give him def- – it was an elevator, and it was a small I, elevator. No. I didn't even think. I was like, I'm just blowing heat wherever I want. Oh, wait, my friends are in the elevator. <laughs> Shouldn't do that. He called you his friend. He did. On And it's recorded. He got me. <laughs> yeah, got me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Play Anyhow, you know, who, you know who called out Chris Pratt? Aquaman. Jason – Momoa, because he doesn't want his dolphins swimming through the plastic <laughs> yeah. bottle. Jason Momoa said on social media, "Bro, I love you, but WTF on the water bottle? No single-use plastic. Come on." But Pratt- does he really love him? Because that's DC versus Marvel. So, good point. Pratt apologized in response, saying, "Aquaman." You're completely right. Damn it! I always carry my big gallon-sized reusable water jug with me too. I even had it that day. This was uh, this was a uh, thing with Amazon where he's uh, working out. It, we're at the stage of society now. This is the dumb shit. You have to that apologize happens. over using a right. plastic bottle. Dumb, right? Super dumb. GTFO. Because now it's going to be you can only use locally sourced sustainable hemp bottles. Those are the only ones you can use because they're from the earth and Isn't they are. Isn't the whole point that we used plastic bottles is that you could recycle them? Wasn't that the whole point? Uh, it initially? was the whole point. And now the fact that we can reuse them isn't good enough? You Fuck know, off! <laughs> you know, with recycling, though, people are sloppy and it takes a lot of labor and extra yeah, time jobs, and effort hello. to. Well, <laughs> That'll be our next job after this radio show goes south. <laughs> yeah. Sorting out bottles. No, it a lot of the recycling ends up not being recycled. Right. Because it's t- it's mixed with a bunch of other shit. You ever go to a theme park or any public place where they're oh, like, yeah. bottles here, yeah. regular trash here. And where is it all? On the ground next to the garbage can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> We're not changing that garbage yeah. can, so just throw your shit on the yeah, ground, that's right? Fine. Here's a good one when it comes to political incorrectness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Figure skating controversy. <laughs> Apparently, there was a costume recently that was a Auschwitz fashion accessory. Hmm. Anton Shulapov is a 23-year-old skater who has been raised in a highly insular, superficial culture, writes Sally Jenkins. So he apparently didn't know better than to skate from the music from Schindler's List Uh-oh. in a costume that was half Nazi camp guard and half doomed Jew so- with a yellow star of David on his chest. I mean, okay. it's been a while since I watched I have Schindler's List, questions. but is there like some rhythmic music in Schindler's List that is easily ice danceable to? I don't That's know. the problem you have with the story? Well, but I just, he That's used Schindler's, li- Schindler's List music? But the headline is great in the post. Dear figure skating, genocide is not a fashion statement. Yeah, this is amazing. Like nobody stepped up and is like, right. yeah, listen, this whole Holocaust shit it's not to be used as just a, a, a get-up no as co- a costume. Your coach, a parent, a fan, friend, no one went, hey, 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 
Uh, right. Who's Someone the, could, might they think that's the wrong. Right. They should have said, here, let me take this costume. And, and the skater would be like, what? what? What's the matter? And you go, no, they just give it to me. Okay, great. And then you start ripping it to shreds. And then you hand them a Elmo costume and say, that's, here you go. Go have fun. Go have fun with Elmo. You'll right. kill it. Bye. It's like the pitcher for the Red Sox that sabotaged their throwback jerseys because they were tight in the yes, shoulders. Yes, he cut them up. Uh, Sale. Yes. Chris Sale. Sale! Robert Griffin III is tweeted again. That's what he does. All in for week one. Get a load of this. This guy. Your biggest test will be how you handle people that mm-hmm. mishandled you. Who's he referring what? to? You fucking know who he's referring to. He's referring to the Redskins. He thinks the Redskins did him wrong, and it couldn't be further from the truth, the real history of what he did there. And, by the way, here's a little lesson of adult life. You handle your fucking self. Your grown-ass man, handle your own shit. Stop, uh, I was mishandled. Fuck off. How old is he? He's 27 now. Okay. 28, maybe. Let me speak as a millennial. So he's your age. Okay. (laughs) As a millennial, if I saw that tweet, I am scrolling. I'm not reading that. I'm definitely not reading into that. Millennials like to post clever quotes (laughs) just because. You guys are reading into this so much. Okay. When you said that, I would. He believes it, though. He. How do you know that? Because I listen. I followed this guy, cover this guy in our town for five years, and it was unbelievable seeing the way this guy thinks. So wait, you're uh, you're defending him? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I'm saying you guys are way overreading. Like, I I see all the time people on Twitter will post clever sayings and whatever because they'll be like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." I'm gonna tweet that, and then they yeah, move but- on with their lives. And everyone who reads it goes, "Yep." Quote, <laughs> nice. Uh, this one, this response from Ryan Rondorf says, still playing the victim, huh? Stick with that narrative. At least you got a statue in Waco. Hope your first wife got something to show for that mishandling. <laughs> this is the same guy who was cheating on his first wife, his high school sweetheart, mm-hmm. with their baby girl, with this Estonian track girl from that he's Florida now married State. to from Florida State. Okay, now not, you know more not, about the well, story. Yeah, no. Mishandling. I'm not How saying you... he's smart or good or that I support him. I'm saying you're reading into a quote. Yeah. He's smart enough to know that that would get a reaction. Exactly. Or he should be. I'm not no, saying he that... is smart enough to know that that would, would get a reaction. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Athletic Park here in Milwaukee, circa 1909? Gitter, you were here. Mm, I played Little League there, maybe. <laughs> Built in 1888 with capacity to hold 10,000 rooters, says old-time baseball photos, and was home to the Brewers of Double A and the Chicks of the AAGPL in 1944, and for one year in 1933, it hosted the Green Bay Packers. In 1928, the ballpark was renamed Borchard Field. Oh, yes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know Borchard, Borchard Field. Field? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have heard of that. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. look familiar to you yeah. guys? Do yeah. you know where in town that was? I don't photo. know where it is, but I, I have definitely heard of Borchard I see Field. See Gitter in his knickers there. Yeah, yeah I'm right there. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Is that this, a wedding going on? It looks like there's a woman in a wedding dress right there in the middle of that well, picture. It's actually, yeah, no, it was the style at the time. It was called Free Popcorn Wedding Tuesday. Oh, yeah. if, if ladies were wear, wear their wedding whites to the game, they get free popcorn. She's the only one, so she got a lot of popcorn, it looks like, in that picture. <laughs> yeah, she got more than popcorn. Tell you what. <laughs> Why doesn't somebody build brand new a retro stadium from 100 years ago? that has all the same shit as a kitschy throwback type of experience. It's called Wrigley Field. I was just about to say that. Just go to Wrigley Field. I haven't been to Wrigley since all the renovations. I, I was there it's last exactly year. I lived the there same. Gator back in 97, I mm-hmm. want to say, was yep. the last time. It's not exactly the same. Put a big fucking screen out there in the outfield. Yeah, but the... Jumbotron. The, the, the accoutrements inside are, right. very, are still, very much the same. Do they yeah. still have the piss trough? I would assume so. I that's believe just part so. Part of the lore of Wrigley Field. Okay, you walk, you walk to your but seats and are out. worried that something's going to fall on you. Yes, all of it's the same. Leonardo DiCaprio has a new girlfriend. He's she forty-five. Hurt. Yeah, she's hooked. He's forty-five. She's twenty-two. Sounds right. Okay. Her name is Camila Marone. M O R R O N E. And Ms. Marone says it's frustrating to be known as just. The girlfriend 
of Leonardo DiCaprio. Then don't date him. <laughs> oh, shit. I think that's she, what you're going to be known as. She is an actress. She's got a new movie called Mickey and the Bear. Okay, great. And so, Sounds like something Jordy would watch. Yeah. She says, there's so many relationships in Hollywood. I just think anyone should be able to date who they want to date. She also sure. admitted she'd probably be curious about uh, the relationship, too, if she wasn't in the middle of it. And she defended the large age gap, which I don't think is that bad. Not 20, for Hollywood. 22 years when you're only 45 is not that bad. When you're 70, well, actually, does the gap? Does a 20-year gap in a relationship get better or worse as you go up the scale? Gets is better. 70, to, 70 50 to 50 more yeah, egregious? No. No, it's better. I'd say that's less egregious. Yeah. Okay. But it's Hollywood. In Hollywood, 45 and 22 is almost, nothing. Is almost common. Yeah. It's the 62 and 22 that people that go, That gets a little eh. creepy. Isn't the general rule of thumb half of the difference? I don't know what the general rule is. The general rule is it's net worth multiplied by <laughs> age divided by your youngest daughter is the acceptable times age. Pi you're pi times pi R squared. Times pi R squared equals, yes, you can date a woman of that age. Mm-hmm. I always wonder about the women that do date these older men. I'm She's like, still getting half. I know, but do they do they wake up going? God. Well, she's not married yet. So no, she, not even close. She ain't getting shit. She ain't at getting this point. shit yet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, just jumping around here because this has been a really wonderful, crazy ride through a lot of different things. I scroll around. We didn't talk about it yesterday on the show. We should talk about it tomorrow. Hundreds of people are helping shovel Lambeau Field. They got a big shot of snow, and they got to clear it out for this game on Sunday. Man, I know they do that all the time. <laughs> I know. But it, they had to solicit people to pay them, well, I do. guess. They, they try to do it. They do it for like yeah. 10 12 15 bucks an hour. And they probably and he, flip you a game ticket for a No. Pre- no. Maybe a, pre- maybe yeah, a preseason got, game? No. Not even a preseason game? You're no, they, it's, it's literally, they oh. just, they just pay is. you. How, how great. I love the shoots. Oh, yeah. Just shoot it down. That, yep, that, yeah. that, the aisles. That, are, that are erected in the yeah. aisles, and you just shovel it down there. Yeah. Like that. You get 10% off at the team store. I can't believe Lambo doesn't have electrified seats that melts the snow and then it just all cascades down. I guess they don't have. Still got to get rid of the water. Where's the water? Uh, and then of go? course it'd freeze into solid yeah. ice and everything else. And you got to throw salt down and yeah, it's no good. Um, the Baby Yoda merch situation is on purpose, according to a emailer. Huh. And Josh, I'm disappointed you didn't know this already. <clears throat> Tell Here's me more why. about this. Because John Favreau, yes, yep, who is directing this Mandalorian project, correct, said that the surprise of the Baby Yoda character was so important that they couldn't risk making any of the merchandise to sell as the series became popular because he didn't want to compromise it. And for once, Disney, those money grubbing whores listened to him, and they said, okay, fine. We won't do any advanced tchotchkeizing and merchandise. They're still going to sell a shit ton of Baby Yoda stuff. Right. They probably will. 100% they yeah. will. Also, there's John, a thousand John Favreau might be the only person that can go to Disney and say, you might want to listen to me. I mean, he's responsible Because he's responsible for a lot of Marvel. A oh, lot he is. of the Marvel Cinematic oh, yeah. Universe. Directing, huh. starring in. Yeah. He made Disney a shit ton of money. So okay. when he says to Disney, hey, you know this little side piece thing I'm doing for you guys? Yeah, don't make any toys yet. <laughs> right. Can you just leave the toy money on the ground right. so we can have a nice little surprise? There's enough Disney outlets that they'll be able to still make enough and, money. I mean, every, and John five Favreau. feet at Disney World and there's a fucking stand selling of stuff course. right that's so, all it is yes that's a oh side ran on disney it's a ride and then there's yeah. a stand and then it's a ride and there's a stand here's what i hate about disney so we're there and this last selling winter balloons yeah this winter it's like they give you a map and it's oh, yeah. a list of all the quote attractions sure. and it's a long list and you think god for my 129 fucking dollars to get in here mm-hmm. per person there sure is a lot of stuff here to do. And yeah. then you realize on that long oh, list. Oh, it's all the stores. Half of them are knickknack stores. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm standing in a store with overpriced shit. Mm-hmm. And this is a, quote, attraction. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, Disney. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> of course. I love do. it. <laughs> anyway, back to the point. So 
I didn't know Favreau did that. All, I just remember John Favreau as being the simpering, whimpering loser in the movie Swingers from See, back he in was, the day. You know, he was before that, though. What? He was in Rudy. Ah, uh, was he Rudy? He no. was no, no. He was Rudy's buddy. Ah, yes, okay. he was. But he so he played Happy, was literally the name of so the guy in Tony the, Stark's bodyguard, essentially. Right. So he, from the beginning, he was in like Iron Man. Oh yeah. The first. When did he start taking over the writing of the franchise? I think he was writing in 08. Yeah. Okay. In Iron Man, so he's been with it the whole time before Disney owned Marvel. Yeah. He was with Marvel. So that's what I'm saying. All of this is, uh, he did it. He does it right. Whatever he does, he's been killing it okay. for over 10 years. So well, I'm glad that they trusted him. And The Mandalorian is turning, though, into a stupid-ass oddball buddy cop movie with The Mandalorian <laughs> and the tiny Yoda. And now, you know? the, and now the girl. Well, and of course, Gina Carano, right? Yeah. Oh, you watched the last episode? No, but I heard she's in it because I spoiler alert. They said so. I watched it today. Oh, not my favorite episode. And Good. I and I told I told Nagler that straight up. Good. And what I Nagler said? He was like, "Oh no, it wasn't that bad." Blah blah. blah. Yeah. I was like, "Nagler sucked." Nagler likes everything. It just the the whole raiding the village. I'm like, "What are they doing?" They were here? too off course. Yeah, it was. It was I also get, like, I'm like, "What are they doing the, right the, now?" I don't. The get whole it. last episode could have been three minutes of an episode. The whole thing was yeah. to prove, okay, once in a while he takes his helmet off. He just doesn't do it in front of other people. Yep. And they can't settle down and relax because a million bounty hunters well, yeah. still have the fob to get Baby Yoda. Yeah, because he killed Apollo Creed. Is it, there you go. That was the whole episode. Is it wrong of me to say that Gina Carano needs to get back into fighting shape? I mean, I'm a fat ass myself, but man, she used to be such a fucking dime she, when she was she fighting. She did do some fighting in this episode. I know, but she's thick now. What's I mean, wrong I'm with thick, thick girls? Thicker than I wanted her to like be. Like thick fat or thick muscular? Thick. Like you're saying you wouldn't if she came in the room right now? I did. Did I say any of this? No. Well, you're definitely I'm talking to you like it. I'm saying Gina Carano used to be one of my absolute faves. And she's just getting a little bit thicker. Are you Her saying she's thick like slowing down? Leon's getting a little larger. Or thick like T H I C C. No, not the CCs. That's all. T H I Q. Thick. <laughs> thick with a Q. On. I think she looks lovely. <laughs> I do, too. I love her brown eyes. I love her high cheekbones. I love the fact she's not getting her face smashed in anymore. Yeah, and that, that ass. <laughs> Bring your ass. That ass. You like that part of Gina Carano, huh? That ass. Look, butts are the best. You know who okay. re- You know who retired her from fighting was Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know. It's so funny that Josh doesn't no, I, do UFC, or he's very lightly versed in UFC. Very lightly. I know Cyborg. Yeah. And... Because that was the same time Ronda Rousey. Oh, good bridge of death question. What's Cyborg's real name? Don't know. Yeah, see, there you go. Don't, you, Launch, don't say the answer. Off the bridge. Don't yeah. say, see. Yeah. Now there's going to be a now gonna uh, there's going to be up. a hardcore one percenter who listens to this podcast and both of my shows who lies in wait well, and says I'm going to call bridge of death because they, that question's coming. If they get through, then they deserve it. Really? Yeah. No. No. Screw that. I would. Okay. Wendy. Burn it. Uh, Burn the so question. when the, when people call in, Wendy Wendy Niedermeyer. Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> so, AKA Cyborg? So yeah. when, her so, name was so basic. They were Chris, like, we gotta make you sound worse. I think Chris, it's Chris Santos. C R I S. I think. It so is. when people call out for Bridge Death, now I have to ask if they know who Cyborg is. No, no, you don't. Okay. Okay. What else do we have to mop up on here? We've gone the requisite 30 minutes. We've rung the bell here. What else would you like to talk about? We do have a show tomorrow morning and Friday morning as well as I'm up here in Milwaukee. Let's talk about how much we're going to drink at the game because we haven't, we haven't <laughs> discussed this. We've well, discussed driving. I'm not, so. dri- I'm not drinking at all. He's our driver. I might not drink all weekend. Newsflash. Well, okay. Well, I got so, a lot of events. Guess I'll take that bottle of whiskey home. That you I should take here. the Woodford Reserve. Keep the receipt on it. No, I'm no, just kidding. Just drink that. I don't mind a dr- I'm going to be moderate in my drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I say. That's what I always say after one. Just need one. Yeah. And then one, you're like, damn, I feel good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm 12% funnier. See, because the thing is- 8% more handsome and 4% you skinnier. Say that, you say that every year I in Vegas. Only- <laughs> 
We're not going to Says go. the guy who <laughs> yeah, shut it down at 11 You're p.m. because right. he drank time. all day. One time. One time. One time. Ah, two years in a row now. One you've, time. You've taken, a, you've taken a zero two years in a row. No, I keep track I drank of this stuff. I a lot. Stuff. I just... I keep track of this. Punched stuff. out early. Okay, how much are we drinking during the game? It's a noon game, man. Well, so but the and there's is, four o'clock games. The bigger question is how early are we leaving? <laughs> so, okay, this Josh is the is like, first. Wait time, a second, we're leaving early. This is the first time that I've gone to a game at Lambo and will have been in a suite because I I drink heavily before the game. Oh, okay, and then I coast through the game. Okay. Because I'm not. Because you don't want to go. You don't want to buy the beer. beers. Right. You don't, don't want to wait. You don't wait for line a beer. To piss and all that. Right. So I get bliss out of my mind and then stumble into the game and then enjoy the game and then sober up and go home. But now I'm gonna have the ability to drink during the game. Got it. So I don't know. And you get to drink Mike Darrow's beer and the Darrow Sweet. What I do? What I do before the game now? What do I? What do you drink? Do? I, half I as would much. do the same game plan. Just. Get Push it to the limits. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's probably smart. Gitter, should you and I recreate our sign or the <sighs> picture we posed Intent for? Intent I trust. The Intent I trust. That? And I should get it in Goody I trust. And who, then who made would, those signs? Um, sign World. Dewey. Yeah. Our friend Dewey, who I who texts me all the time. I can text him right there we now. Go. Saying, say we need an in Goody we trust sign. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or a recreation of the in Ted I trust sign, and we'll just use that one again. I might still have the sweatshirt I wore that day really? somewhere. Eh, maybe not. Well, super not super it interesting. It was. Oh, nice nice right. hat, by the all way. All right, so what else do we have to talk about before we wrap it up here? Well, I, I don't know. I thought we were about to all go get blitzed out of our minds, but apparently you're not drinking. So. It's a school night, man. We're going to wake up and do a show tomorrow. Yeah. And after the show, I got things I got to do. I got to record my Football Five Ways podcast. There's things involved in that. I'm going to go talk to Coach Budenholzer at this VIP meet and oh, greet yeah, at Darrow at 5 I got to go get you a dry erase board to have for that yeah, tomorrow so, you so you can, can drop some plays. Oh, and, then plays. I can, and I'll hide it, and I'll say, hey, Coach, I was working on a double screen, two off pin down, weak side I'd off use, the inbounds yeah. when the shot clock's less than 10, 10 seconds. Now, just hear me out here. I'd you use got the guard here as a right. decoy. <laughs> right. And just have him gobble like a turkey out of bounds. And then I want you, Josh, to be there with a camera. And I want to do a quick zoom in a la Jim Halpert in the office mm-hmm. to Coach Bud's face as he looks. As he looks Who is this fucking guy he's going to be like? What the fuck is this all about? All right. Well, I, we got a lot to do. Well, we'll drink as we see fit. Let's put a wrap on it. Boys, thanks for coming by the hotel room and uh, get it's out. Lovely. Now. Bye. Fuck out now. See Okay. All right, let's end on this today. Yeah, I'm a Dabo Swinney fan. Two days in a row, two more Dabo sound bites. Well, maybe not two days in a row, but two in the last three days. Paul Feinbaum was on ESPN doing what Feinbaum does, doing what ESPN loves, which is just say shit, you know? Say shit like, you know, America, let's be honest, doesn't want to see Utah in the playoff. Paul Feinbaum can't speak for America in that regard. And he did certainly didn't poll America to go, well, do you want to see Utah in there? I understand what he's saying, that Oklahoma is more of a name brand. But in terms of actual games or actual teams, thanks, fellas. All right, we got TV working. Fantastic. Um, in terms of actual teams, I don't know. I haven't seen any Utah games. They're apparently really good. I think the college football playoff, if you could mute that, that'd be great. I'm watching wrestling right now. Anyway, if uh, if Utah doesn't make it and they're clearly deserving, then that's problematic for the playoff, in my opinion. And there were some other shenanigans with the way they did the rankings, the college football playoff rankings, and I don't have time to get into that now. Either way, Feinbaum also ripped Dabo for being a bit of a whiner, saying that he needs a pacifier and a timeout. Well, here was Dabo's response, and I thought the comment that he has here at the end was absolutely perfect. Listen, I like Paul. Paul's a, Paul's great at what he does. I'm not going to dislike somebody because he's great at his job. You know, a lot of people don't like me because I'm good at my job or because I wear this logo. They don't know me as a person. They just don't like me because, you know, I'm passionate about doing a good job. And, I mean, he's a guy that does it. He, he's, he works for the SEC. 
You know, let's get Eric McPlain and put him on them shows every day. I have no idea who that uh, is. You know, I mean, that's what he does. That's his job. I'm not. I would never. I would never be upset at a person because he does a great job. Paul Feinbaum is great at what he does. What does he do? He he he. Which way do we need it to go? I don't know back that way. And he's, he's and he's great. Like he's at that. spinning That's a record back and forth, and he creates great conversation and great drama. So I, I would never be upset if somebody does an awesome job at what they do. Uh, again, he's kind of said it before. Positive the Red Sox, He's the Yankees. Always positive. You know, you're not going to have the Yankees guys stand up and talk great things about the Red Sox. That's not what he's paid to do. Listen, I don't, I don't know what he said. Don't really care. But I, I learned uh, one of the best lessons I've learned is is that you don't. Um, you don't worry about criticism from people that you wouldn't seek advice from. So, there's a lot, I get a lot of criticism. Uh, if it's somebody that I'd go sit down and seek some advice from, then that I might listen to that. That's good right there. You don't worry about criticism from people you wouldn't seek advice from. It's almost as good as the uh, retort of, you know, someone calls you something and you go, I've been called worse by better than you but nice try. All right, that's enough from me today. For God's sakes, how much more bonus content out of my stupid mouth do you want? The answer is no more. You've had plenty. That's enough. Thank you for your download data, of course. Thank you for spreading the word about this podcast. Don't forget, Fridays are not free. Fridays you got to pay for, but it's the best dollar and 16 cents per week or whatever the number is you could possibly spend. And as Chris Berman said, it's only $4.99 a month, right, Tom? Just oh, on the on. phone. It's donut and a coffee. Spring for it in December, will you? <laughs> and I can't promise exactly when Football Five Ways Friday will be out because, again, I'm on the road and I've got commitments. So I'm going to try to get it out at O Dark 30 as usual. But if it's a little bit late, will you please just forgive me? Anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. Can the NFL get any more exciting than the final four weeks leading up to the playoffs? Ah, it actually can. If you have a little bit of something-something on the games you know are going to go your way. MyBookie.ag is the place to wager. Next week, we've got UFC as well. Three big championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated. Wager on them safely at mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to have a little extra something on the game, it can only be 5 to 10 15 20 bucks, or more than that. It doesn't matter. Mybookie.ag is the place to play. They've got more lines and better odds for the player, that's you, than just about any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus money. All you have to do is use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ZABE to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You bet, you win, you get paid.